Welcome to the Trusted Advisor Podcast, brought to you by Iroquois Group. Iroquois is your trusted advisor in all things insurance. I'm Edwin K. Morris. Today's guest is Sean D. Cornelius, and he is the president of Weed Ross Group. Sean started his insurance career while he was still in college working summers for his father at his insurance agency in Erie, Pennsylvania. Sean attended St. Bonaventure University in Allegheny, New York in 2003, earning his Bachelor's of Arts in Philosophy and Pre-Law. In the scope of expansion in looking at acquiring new agencies, what's all to do with negotiation? What are some factors you even start with? Number one, I think, is in any business deal is you can't become emotionally Mm. invested. So you have to be able to walk away from the deal and realize that if it starts to go sideways, which a lot of these deals have a tendency to do, that you can say, well, this does not fit into what we're looking for. It doesn't fit into our, our vision. Um, and at that point, you can say, you know, thank you, but no thank you and, and, and remove yourself. So that would probably be first and foremost. So what keeps that buffer for you? How do you not get, I mean, geez, this is your baby, right? I mean, you're building a business. So how do you not get emotionally tied to something? I mean, there's got to be a gut check too. I mean, there's, it can't all just be on paper, can it? I, I think the most important thing is to protect your existing business. Mm. So for me, Weed Ross Group is my existing business. And I look at anything that would harm that. I'm not risk adverse by any means. I, I will take risks uh, left and right, but they need to be calculated and they need to fit in with uh, the agency mission. So if I, you know, if I start getting into a deal and there's a whole bunch of stuff that wasn't disclosed yeah. or the, the numbers don't make sense or the relationships don't make sense, or maybe the quality of the business um, that I was led to believe is not at that same quality, then those are, those are signs where you want to walk away or carry relationships have been terminated for cause. Anything that's, you know, glaring like that should leave you to walk away. And that would kind of be the first step. So those, those big indicators, those hard stop type things, like you just spoke of that I get, I mean, that's like red flag is in a major way in play here. All right. That's not going to work. But yeah. there may be some smaller pieces that are kind of like, well, all right, that's not great. But, you know, what what carries you through if if you, if you're going to not be emotionally involved because you can't get tied to the outcome. Right. You have to let the process mm-hmm. drive the decision, not the decision drive the process. Is there a tipping point for you that, you know, other than well, these huge red flags? You know, if you get past that, I look at it, you know, how much is it? The other things that might be small roadblocks is how much is that going to cost you mm. to, to onboard? So, for instance, if they have no automation, no agency management system, you got to scan all the files in or you got to add all the clients. Well, how many clients are there? You know, mm. and if they say, well, there's 800. Well, that's doable. You know, if they say we have, a, you know, 5,000, that's that's going to be uh, very hard to meet that goal. Yeah. So that would be one of the things that you would look at. You want to look at the employees, um, if there's any opportunity there. Um, Mm -hmm. and then you want to look at what does that person want? I remember an agency I was really had gone in and was interested in paying on retention, which means that you will only pay them if the business stays on the books. And so we were going around and around with how we were going to structure this deal. And I didn't ask the question until after a few minutes of, 
well, what do you actually want? Um, and sometimes in a negotiation, you really want to find out what they want. And what they wanted was not unreasonable and perfectly fit hmm. um, within what we were willing to offer. So sometimes just, you know, get right down to the brass tacks yeah. and, and come up either with a multiplier, which, you know, folks that have gone this, through this before will know that can be anywhere from one to two and a half times. Or you come up with a dollar amount based upon how, how much revenue they have, what their book is. And, and people have emotional needs, too. Mm. So they may, you know, maybe John Smith and Sons and they want it to say John Smith and Sons or they want, you know, that agency location to stay open or they want you to continue to work with a certain company. It could be mm. any kind of mm. different emotional concerns that protects their legacy after you are gone. So yeah. you really need to know what the seller's concerns and what's important to them when you're buying is a major part of it. So just trying to get that all in a concise manner has got to be a huge time sink, right? There's got to be a huge amount of time involved even to get to the table. Yes, there can be a huge amount of time. Uh, it can also go very quickly. Did purchase one agency in three weeks. Um, that's a very quick process. I mean, there's other agencies that could take years to come to fruition from when you first started talking to them. Uh, insurance is one of those industries where people don't tend to retire early um, unless there's, you know, unless they're moving out of town or there's a need for them to retire early. A lot of people hang on late into their career because that's usually when they build up a book that makes it worthwhile for them to, to hang on and keep at it and they build up their reputation. Mm -hmm. So uh, lining that up can often often be difficult what's easy to overlook in negotiations i think the numbers you know the numbers don't lie so it's easy if you get wrapped up in a you know emotionally in an agency to to dismiss you know something that doesn't jive with the numbers if you're not careful if you're moving too quick you can come to an agreement with with someone you know kind of a a handshake type deal before you actually put anything legally in writing mm -hmm. that you have an understanding. Um, so you can get something negotiated, but you still have to, to see the, the carrier reports are huge. You need to see those not only to tell you how much business they have with carriers, but if they have an active appointment, what kind of loss ratio they have. Um, and so profit sharing as any agents listening would know can be a major factor. So if you, purchase an agency that has one of your carriers and you have a lot of business with them and there's a really bad loss on there like say there's a you know half a million million dollar loss that could lose you a lot of money and so in, you in want the to talk run, to the carrier yeah, right, in the long run in the long yeah. run at the end yeah. of that year even oh okay so yeah yeah i mean at the end of the year they evaluate that so you want to talk okay. to that carrier and see if that's something they can waive or hmm. you know investigate what kind of losses that agency has and also if there's a pattern of losses or, or payment history or whatever the pattern with the clients might be. So that's very important. So all of these parts and pieces end up being your negotiation weights and measures, right? Pro and con for them, for you. I mean, once it's all evaluated. Yeah, huh? you need to look at the agency like anything. I mean, if, yeah. you're, if you're buying a boat and, and the guy's like, well, the motor's got some hours on it and it starts sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, um, yeah. it's just, it's, yeah. it's no different. Really. Right. You got to see right. how does this thing run? But isn't the big difference that uh, an inanimate object like a boat is a yeah. little more objectifiable versus one that works with people. So how do you, how do you get a handle on that part? Just the culture, the people. Being there is a big part of it. 
when you walk into an agency, when we go after agencies for acquisition, we like to go there in person to start with. Online will only get you so far. When you walk in the door, you get a feeling immediately when you walk in that business, how you're greeted by the staff, what the, what the place looks like. Mm. You know, if there's papers all over the place, everything <laughs> is totally unorganized. Well, then you're walking into a bit of a mess. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. How, what carrot? You can tell what companies they have by the plaques on the wall a lot of times. So mm. they, just being there in person, you can tell a ton about how that business is run. You know, if there's if there's some miles on that or there's an, you know a mechanical problem with a boat you yeah. can tell that and it's, <laughs> it's you know i mean i'm being a little funny here but right but no, that's I really how they, I, yeah how, yeah the, i mean the, it's, the it's bo- a matter of investigating really the boots on ground is the only way to see what's going on but how do you i i i guess that's a very subjective thing right i mean you, you kind of gotta you can observe and kind of get a feel uh for the space for the environment for the people but how would you calculate it how do you calculate that? Well, I think it has a lot to do with your own organization. Oh. You know, what capacity do you have to address those challenges? If you've been through this before, then you can say, well, we know how long it'll take us mm-hmm. to automate this agency. Or we know we know that we're not going to stay with this particular carrier, but we can move this business to another carrier. Or this is more valuable for us because we have... You know, they have nine carriers in this agency. We have all nine, so we don't have to do a ton of paperwork. Anytime you bring on a new carrier, there'd be a lot of paperwork involved. So if you go into an agency and they have 15, 20 new carriers that you don't have, not only may you not want those relationships, but to get those relationships is going to be incredibly time intensive Mm -hmm. and labor intensive. So those are all major considerations, how it fits within your organization should be part of the negotiation process because the easier it fits within your organization, the more valuable it is to you. The less friction is going to take getting it in, right? I mean, it's just less friction all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, 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 if it aligns better, your onboarding process is going to be easier. And if your onboarding process could be easier, the staff can get back to business as usual and you'll mm-hmm. make more money. Mm-hmm. Um, any kind of disruption in your organization, you know, can certainly cost you money and time. And so you want to make sure that it, you can get it integrated as quick as possible and it's at least disruptive as possible. And that should, you know, go into your negotiation process. Sure. sure. Um, like I was talking to an agent that had all paper files and I was saying, well, this is going to be an issue, but we'll factor that into the cost. Or if they have brokered business, meaning that they don't own all the business, they mm. pay someone else mm. on some of that business. Well, that's not worth the same amount right. of money. Yeah, right. Because right. they're paying someone else on it as yeah. well. Yeah. So you're doing a profit, not a profit and loss, but you're doing a balance sheet kind of inspection, a heavy in-depth inspection to just really evaluate what the current, not just the value of the business, but the cost of bringing it in, right? The cost of making it part of the enterprise. Well, thanks for talking about this acquisition piece because it's it seems kind of scary. It's got to have its own pluses and minuses, but I'm sure everything you've provided will help aid anyone thinking about doing that. Yeah, thank you for having me. I would say to the other agents out there, just make sure you do your due diligence. Use your common sense. Going somewhere in person, getting a good look at it can really help and take a look at your own organization and how well that aligns with your own organization. And that should give you an idea of, you know, what a fair price would be and not only what's out in the marketplace, um, but for this, you know, particular business and how well it fits with your business. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Trusted Advisor podcast brought to you by Iroquois Group. 
Iroquois, your trusted advisor for all things insurance. And remember, get out of the office and sell. This program was recorded live at the Cohen Multimedia Studio on the grounds of Chautauqua Institution. I'm Edwin K. Morris, and I invite you to join me for the next edition of the Trusted Advisor Podcast.